13's lucky for Real Madrid, that's for sure, as they win the Champions League for a 13th time. Amazing to hear that, but there's just a certain mystique about this team that despite how things can be going, things can be going absolutely terrible. Things can be absolutely adverse. Things could not be going possibly any better for the opposing team. And they're able to find a win. That's the Madrid mystique, if you will. And, and I'm not a fan. I'm, I've never been a Real Madrid fan. But you have to appreciate the fact that they are able to do that. Today was one of those cases. Today, at the beginning of the match, you saw a Real Madrid side that was just absolutely bombarded by everyone and anyone that was able to make any possibilities of Liverpool getting win, thinking that that was going to happen. Liverpool just absolutely dominated for the first 10, maybe 15 minutes, and then it became a match of pre and post. There was a pre-injury and then a post-injury. The injury to Mohamed Salah really changed a lot of things for Liverpool. They played in spurts. And if you look at the performance of Liverpool after that injury, they looked flat. They just couldn't find their way. And North Carrius, of course, with the, I don't know if mistake is able to justify what I'm actually trying to think of as far as the appropriate word. But those types of mistakes are, are just deadly. And Madrid have found ways to capitalize on those. If you coming into this match knew that Liverpool was going to make a mistake, you knew that they were going to pay big time. Or at least Madrid would put them in a very uncomfortable position, which they did. The goal that was scored by Karim Benzema is just knowing where to be, knowing and having the awareness of where to be in those particular situations. And that ended up being the difference in this match. If you look at the overall way of things with Madrid after Salah was injured, you saw that they felt a little bit more confident. It was Salah the one that caused a lot of trouble. And you can make it in one move and one move only. If we really want to talk about something tactical in a match where tactics really ended up not being the biggest factor, if you will. At the beginning of the match, it was interesting what Jurgen Klopp did as you thought that the matchup between Salah and Marcelo was going to be important. Klopp saw that. So what did he do? He brings Salah more towards the middle, drops Firmino just a little bit, and then the matchup ends up being Salah against Sergio Ramos. That's where things started really being very uncomfortable for Real Madrid defensively and really giving Liverpool some good opportunities or at least the opportunity to pressure. And, and I think that's where you saw a lot of things really come to fruition for Jurgen Klopp's men. Yes, it didn't turn up into a significant opportunity, although there was a big save by Keylor Navas, who once again, in big games, is a big-time player. That will be another monologue for another time as I dissect this in, in the next couple of days. If you, I don't know, if you really look at this match and how things played out in that stretch of time when Karios makes a mistake, 
Benzema scores. And then Sadio Mane comes in. And to me, Mane was the best player for Liverpool today. He was able to create danger. He was able to really put Real Madrid's backline in a little bit of duress uh, while the match was still close. Then, of course, the second goal by Gareth Bale, just absolutely unbelievable. And you know what? Let me give a lot of credit to Gareth Bale, but also let me give a lot of credit to Zinedine Zidane. That's something that you don't hear from a lot in, in these types of matches in the, in the two and a half years that Zidane has been the coach of Real Madrid. Very few really give him credit where credit's due. Oh, he's not a tactician. Oh, he's not this. Oh, he's not that. Oh, he's not the type of guy that can do this or that or the other or this and you know he's not able to do a lot of things and that that's the biggest problem with him. And uh, you know you hear a lot of loud voices in the process, but today was that day that he could pre- pretty much shut everybody up because the way he managed that match, he was constantly communicating i don't know if you many of you saw it but at the bottom of the screen you saw a lot of times marcelo going and talking to zidane and zidane's making adjustments and he's yelling at the opposite at the opposite side of it i'm not exactly sure if it was isco or who it was exactly that was getting yelled at but there was a lot of yelling on the right side as you saw a lot of problems with Mane over on the far side as well that being said the adjustments that Zidane did during the match ended up being so crucial. Bringing in Gareth Bale and him scoring pretty much right away. Uh, of course, bringing in Nacho. Nacho also didn't have that bad a match. He played He played rather well. I mean, he had a great opportunity on, on a cross in the first half. I don't remember exactly what minute. Ball gets crossed from left to right. And uh, Nacho comes through first times it hits the outside net. And he really was a rather serviceable player. He wasn't, you know, it wasn't going to be a tremendous performance as Carvajal ends up getting injured, but Nacho comes in and he ends up having a pretty decent match. You know, but another player that gets lost too in the mix is Luka Modric. Luka Modric went from end to end, from side to side, covering, defending, and in a lot of the collective work that he was able to do in the midfield and really helping out and not allowing... Uh, Casemiro who didn't look comfortable at all and then you, a lot of times you saw Casemiro when the ball was playing out of the back you saw Casemiro moving up pushing up trying to be part of that second phase in the middle of the pitch that he really didn't have a lot of space to do in, in, in certain moments and as soon as the match kind of lost its composure then of course the presence of Casemiro didn't end up being so so uh, you know so, so outstanding it wasn't something that you really noticed as much as time went by but uh, you know, you, you feel with with Real Madrid that the players that had to play well played well enough, and that was the case. Carius, you have to feel for him. You have to break your heart because those are things that you don't prepare for as as a team. You don't prepare for as a coach. You don't prepare for you don't prepare for as a goalkeeper. Will it be his last match as a goalkeeper for Liverpool? That was one of the things that, that was being talked about by many is that defensive solidity or at times defensive fragility of Liverpool. And again, you don't blame the defenders. They did they did a pretty decent job in front of Carrios. It was just two huge mistakes that really did them in. If you think about it, they would have ended up going to extra time and who knows what would have happened at that point. Also, depth. You know, Real Madrid comes, comes off the bench. You have... You have Nacho, pretty serviceable player, and then you have Gareth Bale that comes in. Again, that that makes things a lot more complicated. Then you have, 
You know, then you have Lucas Vasquez that comes in afterwards. So depth ended up being another factor in this match. But of course, everyone <laughs> who's tuning in is listening to this. Like, okay, man, let's get to the juicy stuff. And I don't know it's if it's the juicy stuff because to me, it's embarrassing. To me, it's utterly embarrassing that a player like Cristiano Ronaldo, as soon as the match is over, He's getting interviewed and he's talking about leaving. He's talking about, eh, maybe this my time at Real Madrid's up. To me, that's embarrassing. To me, it's trying to take the spotlight away. And a lot of times he's saying, well, I don't want to address it, but he did. He I don't want to talk about it, but I am. Uh, I, I don't think that this is important, but I'm giving it the importance that it needs to be. I don't want to talk about it, but I will talk about it. And, and, and that's where Ronaldo ended up finding himself in, in quite a, a problem. And, and, and it showed you an aspect of it that really, and I've been a defender of him at times, and I've been a critic of him in others, because you can't take away the human aspect of what he's been able to do from a charity basis, what he's been able to do for kids, what he's been able to do as far as giving and 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 he's he's been a rather benevolent individual throughout his career. This was one tonight despite winning, tonight wasn't one of his most brilliant moments as a human being. It wasn't much of a brilliant match for him either. If there was a player that played poorly for Real Madrid, it was him. He really didn't show up and yeah, Let's, let's try and think about when he's shown up in finals. He's, he hasn't shown up to every single final that he's been to. He's been to six. And he's won five of them. Great. But let's think about some of the finals that he hasn't been in that he's been able to come through and win. I'm not questioning him as, as, as a not a big-time player. I'm just questioning him as an individual that comes into a situation where he ends up not being a protagonist or ends up being a protagonist but for the, all the wrong reasons. And then he ends up stealing headlines. Did it in the Euros. He gets injured. And what does he do? He essentially becomes the coach and all the cameras go to him. And they start to look at him just as much as they're looking on the, on the pitch as his team is struggling and fighting and battling and end up winning that match against France over at the Stade de France. A lot of times he wants to have that camera. And today it wasn't the case because what? Gareth Bale scores one of the most memorable and one of the most iconic, I guess, goals in Champions League history lore. And it will be in that. And you're going to see it in highlight reels next year and the year after that and the year after that and 10, 15, 20 years from now. 30 years from now, maybe so. That is one of the things that must have gotten him upset. That and not being able to score a goal and not being able to get in the score sheet. Because afterwards, he gets interviewed and he says, oh, well, I'm not so worried about scoring today. I was the leading goal scorer in this tournament. You know what? As a matter of fact, they should rename this tournament to the CR7 Champions League. Which shows you that sometimes his ego gets the best of him. Ego is his enemy. If you're have just a reference there to the book by ryan holiday ego ends up being his biggest enemy not messy ego ends up being the biggest rival of of cristiano ronaldo because there's this insatiable 
pursuit of excellence, which is great. There's certain individuals that need it, but he goes to an, to the next level with it. And I've talked to people in the past that have been hanging out with him and say, man, you know what? He will compete even trying to throw a piece of paper into a, into a garbage can. He has that Jordan-esque type of competitive drive, if you will. But he makes Jordan's competitive drive seem like slack, seem like he's a slacker, I should say, compared to what goes on there. And, and it's it's gotten the best of him in certain moments where he hasn't had the clarity to understand that what he just won really puts him in a very unique situation by winning a fifth champions league it's embarrassing at times to hear that it's embarrassing to hear a player like of ronaldo's stature to go in that direction not if you would have said it in the middle of of, of the tournament you know in, in a meaningless la liga match in, in february or early march yeah maybe you know nobody would probably pay attention to it but he said it 10 15 minutes after winning his fifth champions league in his career, Real Madrid's fourth in the last five years, Real Madrid's 13th in their history. And he makes himself go over top of, of the club. And, and that really did not go over very well at all with the Madrid faithful. Is it going to leave? Yeah, most likely. And fine, if he doesn't leave, that really ends up putting a bit of a strain in a relationship. Maybe it'll be forgotten when he comes back and he's and he's scoring goal after goal after goal, game after game after game. That's a different story. But you start to have a little bit of, of a strain in a relationship as soon as you start hearing that. That, oh, you know, my, my teammates are the real champions because they made me win five Champions Leagues. They helped, they, because my teammates got me my Ballon d'Or. That, that, that's that's where Ronaldo loses me there. And again, I don't, I don't want to make this all about Cristiano Ronaldo. Absolutely not. Because there were 10 other players, well, 12 if you include, 13 if you include the subs, that had a lot to do with that. Modric, again, was a beast. Navas was a beast. Marcelo had a pretty good game. Benzema was just, you know, quick as a cat. Quick as a big cat. Liverpool just, at times, when when Sadio Mane equalizes, they felt that they had this tremendous impulse to go forward, and they did, and they played well, but it was just those mistakes that really bared down on them, and it was Salah who, you know, I hope, for Salon, for Liverpool, that they end up returning to a Champions League final once again in the future. I hope that they have that opportunity. I hope they have that experience because they have shown throughout this entire tournament what they can do. I would like to see them be able to win a Premier League title for the first time in 30 years, 30 plus, if you include next year. I would like to see them be able to be successful because as a club, they have shown... As a group, they have shown, as Jurgen Klopp has shown, they have potential. And next year, they will definitely be one of those two teams, them alongside Spurs, maybe even United, that will be in the mix 
to give City a run. And that will make the Champions League more interesting as well when they start going into that end, into that competition, and doing what they have to do. I really hope that Liverpool comes back. It was a tough blow. I hope Karius, as a as a professional, is able to come back. Because these are the times, these are the moments that end up marking your career, unfortunately. You could have a tremendous season, but this, in the final, doing what he did, or things to him... The- Hey everyone, thank you for listening and I just want to ask you for a quick favor. Please go to iTunes and be able to support us on Beyond the Pitch. Subscribe and leave a review. You can also do it not just if you're not an iTunes person. If you you listen to it in other different platforms such as SoundCloud, Audioboom, etc, etc, etc. Check us out and make sure you subscribe so you don't miss one episode, one interview of Beyond the Pitch as we offer you the best pundits personalities, coaches, and players that make the beautiful game all that more beautiful. Make sure you do that. Make sure you leave us a review. Tell us how awesome we are or how awesome we can be, yet we're not. We don't mind. One star is cool. We're fine with it. Five stars, you're legends. Thank you so much. But we also want you to follow us on our social media platforms. You can check us out over on Twitter at Beyond the Pitch. You can also subscribe to BTP Daily. I forgot to mention that. And you can follow me on Twitter at Juan G underscore Arango. As I will be showing you and asking you lots of favors. And also I will be looking to inform you on my platform as well as on my YouTube channel. Which is The Normal Juan. Make sure you go over there as well. And again, subscribe to iTunes and everywhere else as Phil and I will be able to offer you the best content out there. Thank you so much and talk to you soon. Peace!